Welcome to the Epiphany Lutheran Church podcast. These messages, based on a biblical text, interpreting the hearer's situation, informed by Christian teaching, creatively proclaim the crucified and risen Jesus of Nazareth for forgiveness and new life starting now. Epiphany Lutheran Church is located in South City, St. Louis, Missouri. Our vision is to be a community that puts Jesus first, neighbors second, and ourselves third by gathering to be served by him so we can grow to love as he loves. Learn more at epiphany-stl.org. That's epiphany-stl.org. We are in a series here at Epiphany on Wednesday nights during Lent where we come together... We eat a big meal, then we go sit upstairs in a hot space and try not to fall asleep. How are we doing with it? Come on, that was funny. Derek, I saw you. Thank you, man. You were in it with me. Okay. No, actually, we are in a series here at Epiphany on Wednesday nights where we are exploring different elements, different dynamics of what it looks like for us to live as disciples of Jesus Christ in this time and place. And not only for us to do that individually, but for us. What would it look like for us to be a church, a community of people all living together in this same mindset, in the same framework for life? And tonight, the element of discipleship that we consider is that of sacrifice, consequential sacrifice. And so for the next few minutes, I'd like for us to just meditate on this concept, and particularly these words of Jesus from Mark chapter 8, verse 34. He says, if anyone would come after me, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. In this verse, Jesus gives us a vision for the consequential sacrifice that is required of a follower of Jesus. He says, if anyone would come after me, if anyone would live as my follower, live in the way of Jesus, they will live a life that's marked by self-denial, taking up their own cross, and following Jesus. A life, in other words, of, of sacrifice, submission, and obedience. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a challenging concept for me. There is something that, that seems so counterintuitive to what it is to be a human, what it is to live in this time and place. Because really, when we think about life today, sacrifice and submission and obedience are not popular words. They're not, that's, frankly, that just doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> Anybody agree with me on that? Thank you. I'm getting some hands raised. This is good. We're, getting, we're moving forward. Okay. No, we live in a time, we live in a culture that values self-fulfillment and the pursuit of happiness. I mean, don't you want those things? Don't you want to have a sense of self-fulfillment? Don't you want to be happy? I do. What are you, a bunch of miserable sourpusses? Do you want to be happy? Do you want to be happy? Well, too bad. You're stuck here with me for the next few minutes. That was a good one. All right, no. No, we live in a time and an age where we value self-fulfillment and the pursuit of happiness, and, and there's something that seems at such odds with that when we start thinking about a life of submission and obedience and following Christ instead of following our own hearts, because when those two separate, that becomes a challenge. 
And we live with this understanding of the challenge of sacrifice every day. You get in that twinge or that, that cringe you feel on a Friday afternoon at work. when you, It's like 2.30 and you're about to just ease into the weekend. And then you get a call or an email or a text from a client or from your boss. And it's like, okay, the, win- the weekend's out the window now. Everything's screwed up. Or you look at your calendar on a Sunday night and you feel like you should just slap an Uber sticker on the back of your car because you're just going to be driving around all week, getting everybody everywhere. We live with these little moments of sacrifice and they're frustrating to us. And they're a little bit annoying because in some way, maybe we say, well, yeah, we have to do these things, but they're really not what we want to do. They, they seem to be at odds with our desire for self-fulfillment, our desire for happiness. And there's also big ways where we face the challenge of, of sacrifice. When we, there's this, this fear that, that decisions we make are going to rob us of choices that we make. Choices for, for our freedom. Choices for our future. Choices for our present. When we are, are willing to sacrifice for the sake of our family. Or when we're willing to sacrifice our future to take care of someone else right now. Or when we're willing to sacrifice our present for the, the sake of the, the future in any different relationship. In our work lives, in our family lives. And, and it becomes so difficult for us. And we start to wonder why it is that if we have this craving for self-fulfillment and this craving for happiness, why would Jesus put this demand or burden on us to live a life of sacrifice, to be people who would deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him. Why would that be at the core of the life of a follower of Christ? Why would that idea of consequential sacrifice be at the core of Christianity? And it is because it is at the core of Jesus. It's at the core of who Jesus is, his person and his work who he is and what he has come to do. I mean, when you, when you really think about it, when you really start to reflect on his life, his earthly life, it was a life that was marked by sacrifice. That he did those things. He came to live the life that you and I are supposed to live, but because of the power of sin and evil, we can't do it. He lived a life where he denied himself where he took up his cross and followed his father. I mean, think about it for a second. He lived this life of self-denial. He came to earth and he is God in a human body. I mean, if you can turn water into wine, if you can raise the dead, you can have a pretty good life here on earth. Are you with me? Yes. But he chose, he willingly chose not to abuse the powers that he had as God. To, to practice this denial of self for the sake of the mission that God had sent him to earth for. That he took up his cross, literally, physically took his cross, and he obeyed his father all the way to the point of death. And and in that, he experienced what our worst fears are when we start to think about sacrifice. See, when you and I think about sacrifice, we think, we worry about what we might lose or what we might miss out on or how it might somehow hurt me in some way. And that worst nightmare is exactly what Jesus Christ experienced. That he obeyed his father, he, he lived completely in sacrifice and submission, and he was destroyed for it. So that through that death and through that resurrection, now you and I could experience something radically new. 
that through his death, through his obedience and his loss, you and I could now experience this new life as children of God where we experience those things that our hearts most deeply desire. See, this is the the glorious and counterintuitive message of the gospel, that Jesus Christ came to earth, lived a perfect life that we were supposed to live, but we couldn't. He died for our sake so that now we could live in him. And that in Christ, we would experience those things that our hearts desire and, are, and crave. Not self-fulfillment, but ultimate fulfillment. Not just the pursuit of happiness, but, but the, the true measure of worth and value and satisfaction in being children of God. So the good news of the gospel is that you, you are loved so much more than you could ever possibly imagine by God. That God loves you so much more than you could ever possibly imagine. And that in sending Christ, he didn't wait for us to get our act together. He didn't wait for us to to get things straight, to start on the up and up, start living the way that we're supposed to, start trying our best, and then God said, okay, Jesus, now go give him heaven. No, while we were still sinners, while we were still separated from God, while we were still unworthy, he sent Christ to live and to die for us. And not only did he do that so that we could experience this love and this adoption into God's families, but that we could live We can live rooted in this new identity we have in Christ and the new desires that he has for us. Because here's the thing. Not only does he love us, but he also, like any loving parent, God has desires and hopes and dreams for you. And the hopes and dreams and desires that God has for your life aren't necessarily that you would experience a sense of fulfillment, that your life would necessarily be more pleasant, easier, more comfortable, more satisfying. Instead, his desire is to transform you, to make you into something new. He looks at you like a a sculptor looks at a block of marble, that he wants to shape you into this masterpiece, living a life in reflection of Christ, that we would be more like Christ in our lives, that he would pour into us love and forgiveness and salvation and worth and fulfillment, that out of us, then, in our lives, we would live each day with a sense of consequential sacrifice, that where we find ourselves, that the, the different people and places we find ourselves each day, we would look at these situations and say, what good can I do here? How can I be a part of what God is already doing in these places and in these people's lives of shaping them, of helping them to see that they're loved much more than they could ever imagine? How can I, who, who has experienced this love of God, how can I now pour out into these people and into these relationships love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control into those different relationships in our lives so that we look at our lives and say, what good can I do here when I'm at work, when I'm at school? How are these places, how are these opportunities that I can live with consequential sacrifice to the people around me? How can I, I help someone? How can I listen? How can I be a participant in what God's doing in their life, a part of their flourishing? 
When we look at our families, our church, our community, our neighborhoods, these are opportunities for us to look each day for opportunities of consequential sacrifice. Not because it's going to make God love you any more or less than he already does. That's not going to make any difference. But instead, in response, and this overflowing of the love that God has poured into us, we pour those into the people around us. See, the secret, the secret reality of life is that the goal The point of your life isn't to gain or maintain or consume to achieve self-fulfillment or the pursuit of happiness. Instead, it is to experience the consequential sacrifice, the outpouring of God's love for you, and then, oh, you're not going to like this, but it's true, to give our lives away. That God has poured everything into us and he's given us these gifts of fulfillment and worth and value and now the point of life is to give our lives away in love and joy and service and sacrifice to the people around us with the, the assurance of God's ultimate fulfillment and the ultimate worth that we have in the promises of God here with us now on earth and forever in heaven. As we rest in the promises of God's consequential sacrifice for us in Christ, it transforms the way we live each day as followers of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, when we think of sacrifice, it's scary, it's intimidating, it's unappealing, frankly. And that's part of the brokenness of sin in us. We love things that will never love us back the way that you do. Lord, help us this night. Help us this season of Lent leading up to Easter to to see and experience your glory, your love, your grace in new ways that, that your love and your sacrifice for us will become a reality and vivid and it would pierce our hearts and transform our lives. That we wouldn't look at life as something to hold on to or to maintain or to accumulate but to see our lives as opportunities to give away love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control to the people around us. To live lives of consequential sacrifice for the good of the people around us. Lord, help us in this task, in this season of Lent and always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.